0: to what's hot harlem america with g keith alexander the crossroads where culture lifestyle and community meet all hosted by the legendary new york radio tv personality and proud harlem american g keith alexander
1: well thank you and welcome to what's hot harlem america with g keith alexander uh that's me by the way uh (laughs) wherever you are i appreciate you for joining our neighborhood as we hang out together in Harlem, America. And today in the What's Hot Spotlight is Dr. Nadej Dady. And uh, Nadej is Dean of Students Affairs and Assistant Professor for the Turocom Harlem, New York City Campus. As the appointed Dean of Student Affairs, Dr. Dady provides oversight of the admissions, registrar, financial aid and bursar offices, as well as alumni relations student life, and activities on campus. Prior to joining Turacom, Dr. Dady worked in Academic Affairs at the Rutgers School of Dental Medicine and the Beth Israel Family Medicine Residency Programs. Dr. Dady is also an appointed Commissioner on Student Services for the Commission on Osteopathic College Accreditation, that's COCA, and Section Editor for the Journal of Osteopathic Medicine. So. It is my distinct honor and pleasure to say that Dr. Nadezh Dady is what's hot.
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you for that intro, G. Keith Alexander. And can I say congratulations? I have to tell you, we've been through this process. I felt like I knew about Harlem America in its development. Um, It was just an idea and to watch you take this from an idea to your show has been amazing and i just want to congratulate you on all that you're doing and um it's been a beautiful thing to watch a beautiful journey so congratulations
1: that's so kind of you thank you so very very much for sharing that uh uh, yes uh, you uh You were privy to some of the thoughts and ideas I had at the beginning, but I must say that I have a wonderful team of people, uh, Genevieve Bryant, uh, Richard Lalit, uh, or Lalite, as some people may say, and uh, (laughs) I've got a wonderful uh, marketing team, and I've got uh, some great uh, producers uh, like Natalie uh, Ramsey. So I I just want to, on behalf of them, I just want to say thank you very, very much for that. Uh, It's been so nice. So it has been my pleasure to to invite you to the show. Uh, And, of course, uh, I I guess, you know, full disclosure, uh, I, too, am a uh, part of the faculty over at uh, Touro College of Osteopathic Medicine. I'm the director of professional communications. And so it is a a, a pleasure and an honor to be able to have one of my uh, Colleagues and and friends to to be on the show uh, as well. So, Doctor Dady, so why don't uh, we take the wayback machine and mm-hmm. I always ask my uh, my special guests to to kind of tell me what was it like growing up as little Nadezh Uh Please share that.
2: Wow, what was? Thank you. What was it like growing up? So, I first of all, I grew born and raised in New York, Brooklyn, New York, um, and uh, you know, growing up, what I was thankful for was the guidance that my parents gave me. And it was very impactful to watch them consistently put in hard work. Uh, there were no days off. There were no sick days. You always had to go to school no matter how you felt. And, but that instilled in me very early on um, that, that persistence To continue to always keep going and to reach for some for your goals, really to achieve the best that you can and really do your best, you know that that was really what it was about. Um, But growing up, I had a lot of fun. Um, uh, My parents poured into me, particularly my mom, uh, activities. So there was time to pay attention to school but there was also time to explore. It was a very different time back then where you know you you went outside and you didn't have to be fearful of you know what was going on around you. You know you it, you really played with schoolmates and really got to explore what was the world around you. And I found that to be uh, very exciting. Uh, And it really gave me encouragement for what was to come in the future. So growing up, I was always very curious. I knew that I would pursue a career. Um, I knew that um, it would take a lot of hard work, but I wasn't scared of that. I was glad that my parents was were they modeled that for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: well then <laughs> okay, so now are are we talking about uh, you in grammar school or high school or or where are we along? Well, you know you
2: took it way back, so I went way back uh but you know in it, you, th- there are different levels you know when you're growing up. Uh, in 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 this society, there are different levels of your progress, and there are points where there's some anxiety about what is the future hold. How are you going to achieve what it is that your heart has set out to to accomplish? Um, And one of the things that I've been very thankful for was this idea of mentorship, right? I've had mentorship throughout my entire career, um, and so how I even came to the idea of becoming a dean was, you know, one step led to the other, and your experiences really sort of build up Upon one another. It wasn't like as a youth I said, "Oh, I want to be a dean." I actually wanted to be a physician. Really? I wanted to be a pediatrician. Yes, I. That was that was the the goal. Uh, but they say that you can't advise on things that you haven't experienced. I went through some challenges, um, and then as luck would have it those challenges really sort of built the tools that I had to be able to do this work that I'm doing, uh, to mentor and to advise and really concentrate on youth development. So it's been a a wonderful journey, uh, but one with the challenges that everyone sort of experiences, uh, but helped with great mentorship, advisement. Um, some persistence, and, and and that good old, really, um, that grit, you know, that they talk about. So, you know, for youth coming up, that's very important because how do you find your grit? Is it learned? Do you do you develop it over time? Are you born with it? Uh, these are a lot of the things that parents in particular and professionals really try to wrap their head around to to, to be able to share with students that are coming up you know
1: so uh all right well then okay let let's say then that um you you got into the to the point where you went and took your uh doctoral uh studies and then you became a dean over at Rutgers uh is, is that correct is that part of the-
2: Oh no 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 so my my introduction into this level was at Turocom. so my my path to becoming a dean. So prior to me even understanding how big of a problem the issues are for uh, students of color in medicine was through some of my research. So when I was in dentistry, I was in academic affairs, but I was a faculty member and administrator, and I was just learning as I was going. I was always in healthcare. My first career was actually at a nomination, and they sort of did everything they did they had a ryan white uh hell um uh a uh, uh, grant program there were programs to assist those who were homeless but there were also educational programs and i was tapped to really participate in those educational programs so the two things that really shaped my trajectory forward was One, teaching medical students about how to connect better with their patients. That was one opportunity. The second one was about um, this grant program whose whole focus was to put underrepresented youth, expose them to all the health careers. So that included dentistry, it included nursing, but also medicine. Um, And those two experiences really sort of gave, started to give me the tools, uh, the opportunities to really build upon what I'm doing now. Fast forward, as I started working within dentistry at Rutgers, We were doing research. I remember I was collaborating with some of the other faculty, and this started because we were looking for some funding on how to support the underrepresented youth that were in dentistry. Mm -hmm. So that took research because you kind of had to know what was the problem. Um, And as I started doing the research, I was astounded to find that the numbers across the country, that they were not seeing underrepresented youth apply for for medicine or dentistry at the rates that other groups were. So the groups were white, Asian, and then there were Black, Latino, and some other other, um, designations that they were looking at. But our numbers were so low that it became a crisis. Had no idea this was even an issue. But once I discovered that it was an issue, the focus became, well, who's doing anything about this, right? Mm-hmm, who's mm-hmm. talking about this? But people were. So associations like the American Medical Association, as the Osteopathic Medical Associations, understood that this was a problem and started to put funding, started to put emphasis on grant programs that would help uh, not only outreach to students of color but really support them with through scholarships so um, at the same time is when i started pursuing my doctorate and as you pursue your doctorate you have to focus on some sort of topic and i chose uh underrepresented success in dentistry as a topic because that's where i was at the time Uh, but it helped to really inform me about the details, because when you're focusing on a topic or a problem, you have to know all parts of it. How did it become? Is it multifaceted? What are all the things that are um, that are that are that are contributing to the problem? Mm-hmm. What are some potential solutions? But it also exposed me to national organizations, people in other areas that were already doing some of this work, um, and so that started to build the tools. And at the same time, this opportunity to teach at Toro College of Osteopathic Medicine opened up. Uh, I taught one class. I was invited back a second time. I taught two classes um, and then mid, the mid, our Middletown campus. So the Torah College of Osteopathic Medicine, New York now has three campuses. There's the Harlem campus, the Middletown campus began in a uh, started about 2014, which is when I was teaching at Joralcom. And then our Montana campus has just opened, uh, or it's on its way to being open. Uh, so in 2014, as the Middletown campus started, it created open opportunities in the Harlem campus. And the rest, as they say, is history. I was was invited to interview for the position. Um, Everything went well, obviously. And then that's how I moved into uh, the dean position. Um, It was very exciting. But I can say that all my experiences before that led up to it. So I had had faculty positions. I was teaching um, and so, once you per, you continue on that path, you just build your 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 toolbox of, of of experiences that led to it.
1: Well, that's why the students over at Turocom love you so much. You're dean of student <laughs> affairs, and uh, you, you actually know what you're doing, and 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 it shows because you know you're, you're very attentive to their needs and concerns. And uh, I see them walking, you know, in and out of your office quite often. So, all right, now I, I think we should back up just a moment because, uh, for years, you know, I- I've I've had doctor visits all of my life, and uh, I never knew that there was uh, uh, any any such thing, uh, or any uh, uh, I-, I-, I didn't know that there were doctors other than M.D.s, and uh, right. until I got to. Turo. So please, for our, our listening audience, please let them know the 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 actual uh, meaning of osteopathic medicine and for a doctor to have a DO as opposed to an MD. Please.
2: Perfect. I, I love this question because we get a chance to really sort of challenge some myths that are out there. So as everyone um, is aware, there's an MD degree and a DO degree. They are the same that meaning the educational track it's a four-year curriculum for the md degree and so is the do degree the do degree just has an added focus on osteopathic manipulative medicine so we need to talk about osteopathic medicine what is osteopathic medicine osteopathic medicine is focused on the promotion of health uh, rather than the focus of, on disease, right? So um, even though as physicians, they are trained to look at the disease, really the philosophy is um, based upon wellness. It was developed by Dr. Andrew Taylor Still in 1874, um, and wellness, he pioneered this focus on wellness as a recognition of the importance of treating illness within the context of the whole body. Well, that's just a fancy way of saying that you're, as a DO physician, you're not just focused on the illness, you know, they're also considering what are the potential environmental factors what are the potential psychological factors and the physiological signs and symptoms that might determine not just, you're not just wanting a diagnosis, but you want a long-term plan. And that's very attractive for a lot of people because you're not just rushing to, take a pill right to cure it but what what are what's the bigger picture around your disease right um and how do you how do we get you to wellness um and so osteopathic manipulative medicine really recognizes the contribution of your musculoskeletal system to health and disease and that's an important part of our curriculum so the do degree It's the same as the curriculum is a four year curriculum, much like the MD degree with the added focus on the OMM curriculum.
1: And for layman's, that means that the the DOs will first try to manipulate your soft tissue and bone uh, before giving you a prescription. They'll try and heal you that way. I believe that that's a very basic uh, way of uh, explaining it uh but uh we've got about a minute and a half before we go into a break and and i just want to take a moment to uh read if i may the mission of uh turo uh our mission the turo college of osteopathic medicine is committed to training osteopathic physicians with a particular emphasis on practicing medicine in underserved communities and to increasing the number of underrepresented minorities in medicine. And we value and support public service, research, graduate medical education, and osteopathic clinical service in the community that will strive to improve health outcomes for those we serve. And we will work to educate students through the use of the latest innovative education techniques using uh, summative and formative measures so as to graduate qualified osteopathic physicians. So we're right there in Harlem, directly across the street from the world famous Apollo Theater, just so you'll get a bearing. So if you ever wanna, you know, come from wherever you are to New York to become a physician, Turo College, we're right there uh, and in the midst of, uh, all the wonderful things happening in Harlem and, uh, you can be a part of it. So ladies and gentlemen, we're with, uh, Dean Nadej Dady from Turo College of Osteopathic Medicine, Harlem, and, uh, we'll be right back. Thank you so much for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. Harlem America. It's about Harlem. Harlem is my town. Carver Bank, where 80% of every dollar is reinvested in the community.
0: Have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast? To establish fame, fortune, and followers for your small business, people listen to them, they subscribe to them, and they love them. As a small black business owner, doesn't that sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Well, you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at harlem america digital network imagine you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint of heart but it can happen with a harlem america radio podcast talk show get a free consultation by emailing G. Keith alexander at HarlemAmerica.com or call d daniels at 480-553-5741 today
1: america where coca-cola is helping you enjoy less sugar
2: the following program is being brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voice america the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: You're listening to Harlem America, talking to the world from the heart and soul of New York.
0: You're listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to G. Keith Alexander at harlemamerica.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Thank you so very, very much there, Kevra. Uh Yes, this is What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. And I want to remind you that you can... You can download Harlem America to your mobile device. You can download Harlem America TV on your Roku, Apple, Android, or Amazon Fire TV. And we're also on YouTube. So don't forget to check out Harlem America Digital Network. And we're here with uh, Ms. Nadej Dady, she's the Dean of Student Affairs at Turo.com in Harlem. And uh, we, before we went to break, uh, I was uh, reading the mission because I thought it was very important for folks to know what the, our, our mission is. Is there anything that you'd like to uh, add to that?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, And, you know, it's a very, you were asking me about my path into this particular career uh, choice. And one of the things that I learned or attracted me about Torah College of Osteopathic Medicine was the mission statement. When I saw that they actually took the time to put increasing the number of minorities in medicine to embed that within their mission, I said, wow. This is a place that I can actually see me working from a place of purpose. You know, I was I shared that within my career that I had, I in every career position that I've had, I've always been placed in positions to advise youth, underrepresented youth, about this pathway into medicine, and this was like the the final uh, stop, right? To be dean of students and working. On a mission that says, this is what we want to do. We want to increase minorities in medicine. So, uh, what that meant in a very practical sense, G, was that we could look at admissions, what we were doing around recruitment and admissions to increase those numbers, increase interest, increase participation, increase exposure. Um, and I've been happy with. A lot of the results that we're getting. So, if you just to give the the audience and yourself some perspective, nationally, this has been such a national problem that across the board, uh, the the U.S. has seen numbers like six percent of URMs across medical schools in the United States. It, it has changed recently. I don't know what the the, the more recent numbers are, uh, but. It, it might go up to about 10 or 14% because a lot of people are working on this issue. So within the past three years, our percentage of URMs within our medical school, we've hovered around 28%, 25%. Uh, this year, we're at an all-time high, 32%. Um, and so what we're looking at of, is a very diverse class, which you know uh, from mm-hmm. teaching the classes, um, a very diverse campus Um, and everyone appreciates it from the students to the faculty Uh, the students themselves comment about how it's really nice to go to school where you're not the only one in class Um, so being at in harlem In this location where we're we're sort of exposing students to the underserved and and what they can do to to really further their community service goals and have a diverse class, to me, you know, sometimes I don't even feel like I'm working. Uh, (laughs) There are challenges, but it makes this work really more about purpose for me. Uh, So it's been um, a, a, a real joy to sort of look at these admissions, what we can do around admissions to continue to diversify our class, make sure that we're recruiting in ways that are meaningful for us, and really follow up, make sure that once students are admitted and they matriculate, uh, that they that they they really feel heard. They feel supported, um, and so that's what that mission. The mission was was key. Uh, the other piece to that it means you're not a lone ranger. You're not the only person working on your own personal mission, the entire school really is involved and focused on what are we doing to meet our mission, making sure that we stay on task, that we, we meet our numbers and all of those, those types of, of issues. But, uh,
1: well, yes, and, and exactly. And, and to support that mission, uh, let's talk about, uh, Dr. Arthur Prankins, uh, uh, his, uh, master's program.
2: Yes, and thank you for introducing. Absolutely, thank you for introducing that because if you were to ask me uh, what were all those issues that were impacting underrepresented youth or preventing the, the barriers preventing underrepresented youth from applying to medical school at the same rates as other groups, it's a multifaceted problem but one of the biggest issues is academic progress. So what you will find is that although students are capable, uh, they're intelligent, the one of those big issues is the MCAT, right? The Medical College Admission Test, which is a standardized test, which is historically very controversial, right? For many different reasons. Uh, But at the same time, what you don't wanna do is admit a student for the purposes of being goodwill, but then not ensure that they're going to achieve success. So many years ago, the college created this master's program that essentially mirrors the first year of medical school. So if they meet our requirements, they are, they are admitted and can complete the one year master's program with a 3.5 or above, you get an automatic seat within the Dino program without having to retake the MCAT. You do need an MCAT score, but you don't have to retake it if your MCAT score isn't competitive. What that did for us is it leveled the playing field, and we have seen success with those students who have gone through the master's program, completed the DO program, matched at some very successful competitive residency programs, and are, are, are they are out there being outstanding physicians. Uh, so that's what the master's program has done, is it's an opportunity and really a solution for... A student who who is struggling around the MCAT, and it's a big piece of what we're doing around uh, the recruitment of underrepresented students. It's a it's a very very successful program, and shout outs to my colleague Dr. Prankin. He he really really. Um, has brought the program forward from when it first began, really developed it. Um, shout outs to the faculty who teach in that program because they spent many hours, spend many hours really advising the students and, 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 and being great teachers and doing what, the, what they do best. Um, but th- those are, those are pieces to our success. You know the, these are the the ways that we keep students engaged but more importantly making sure that they get to success because okay. it's one thing to admit students and matriculate students it's a completely different thing to get to graduation
1: yeah exactly like and and speaking of graduation we're having a graduation on may what is it may 24th 3rd? may 24th at the apollo theater the world famous apollo theater our graduates get a chance to walk across that stage where, where legends are born and, and, and all that. We at Turocom, we get that honor of uh, having our students uh, grace the stage of the world-famous Apollo Theater for their graduation. So that's May 24th, okay.
2: May 24th, but you were right. You were going to say the master's graduating. So our master's cohort this year is also graduating, and that's May 2nd. That's at the Alhambra Ballroom, uh, mm-hmm. right across, around the corner from the Apollo Theater on um, at Adam Clayton Powell Jr. Boulevard. Uh, so we're looking to celebrate that group as well. Um, so every year, we get a cohort that graduates from the master's program um, and matriculates into the DO program.
1: It's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful And while we're giving shout outs, let's give a shout out to one of the... Uh, world famous uh doctors uh uh from turo college of osteopathic medicine and we see him on uh, all the various uh, tv shows uh, from uh uh, housewives of atlanta uh from uh uh i mean you you name it (laughs) uh, msnbc cnn let's give a shout out to dr jeff Gardere, america's psychologist so if, if you guys who are listening from all over the country uh, and and from New York, if you if you did not know where uh, Doctor mm-hmm. Jeff Gardier makes his home, now you know. It's at Turo.com. Okay, so.
2: But now. but you know, to, to, to piggyback off of that, uh, um, G. The the other reason why Doctor Jeff is an important part of this mix is that he leads our cultural competency curriculum. So. You know, we have a diverse class. We have students that are starting from all different places. One of the important things uh, vis-a-vis our accrediting body is to have a cultural competency curriculum so that students, yes, they're preparing to be physicians, but they also need to understand the layers of cultural diversity uh, because your patients, no matter where you're coming from, uh, you don't know where your patients are going to come from, and so you need to be prepared to speak to, recognize, understand cultural issues that are presented within the healthcare system, um, and that can be anything from mistrust of your doctor to. Ser- Sort of the the deeper issues around racial ethnic uh, differences to different medical practices everyone is coming from such a different place so really the importance of this is that we're training tomorrow's doctors g when you and i are old and gray this group of students are going to be treating us so it was at least very important to me growing up, I've always had an interest in public health. Mm -hmm. Um, It was always very important to me that we are creating the physicians of tomorrow that are sensitive to everyone. Um, And so he leads that curriculum. I do teach a lecture or two within that, uh, where we expose students to the topics around health illiteracy um, and sort of understanding how patients present and and really how to better connect with your patients so you can get compliance um, and it's a very' um, It's a very expansive issue that, you know, he doesn't just spend one lecture on it. He has guest lectures from all over, um, and he teaches in the different years. Uh, So that's our role that the good doctor plays at the college. You know, it's it's very important to really prepare students, uh, especially future physicians, for what they are going to encounter, um, no matter where their patients are coming from.
1: And I guess we should mention who our uh, who our fearless leader is uh, over at Turocom Osteopathic uh, Medicine, and that is uh, uh, Executive Dean, Dr. Kenneth Steyer.
2: That's right. Dr. Steyer has been, uh, he was actually, when, when, Har- when Harlem was the only campus he served prior as the clinical dean, but he's expanded uh, to such a point, he helped uh, bridge over to the Middletown campus. He's the founding dean there, and now we're expanding out to Montana. Uh, so, uh, always grateful for his support. He is uh, leading the charge right now in in, in in making sure that our campuses move forward and keep uh, stay on task with regards to our accreditation agencies and and everything uh, under the umbrella of our new. University we'd be remiss to not recognize that as well that this year um, that the the State Board of Regents really recently uh, announced that Toro College is no longer now we are Toro University so uh, congratulations <laughs> To President Kadish and uh, Dr. Alan Kadish, who's the president of the Toro um, Umbrella University umbrella, who who, who led those efforts. Um, yes. So
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'd, I'd like to also take this time also to to mention, if I may, if I may blow my own horn. If uh, here, uh, we have a, a a a program that we've set up. Uh, called "Hidden Harlem's Health Beat," uh, where Cheryl Washington—you may remember her; she used to be on uh, CNN and uh, some of the other uh, uh, media outlets. Uh, she and I—we're we're teaching a course uh, to help those medical students who might want to uh, put one foot in journalism and become, you know, media uh, medical commentators or medical reporters. Uh, we we have a uh, a, a course that uh, I understand we're, we're we're getting ready to really make it a a really big <laughs> deal for the next semester, uh, and it's called "Hitting Harlem's Health Beat." And we'll have these students preparing health pieces. They'll go out and interview uh, doctors. They'll cover some of our uh, health initiatives that we have into the community. Uh, speak on on what we do in the community. We've got uh, about uh, two two minutes before we go to break. Uh, tell folks. Sure. What- I- what we do.
2: Absolutely, I can start the conversation. We could definitely continue it. Um, but one of the biggest things that the students enjoy um, in terms of how we give back is our mini medical school. Uh, we were talking about mentorship and exposure and, and really in, in encouraging or inspiring students to continue with their education. Uh, Medachieve is our mini med school on campus. It's taught by our medical students, although the curriculum uh, mirrors that of the medical school in the sense that they are teaching the the high school students what they have essentially learned. It's a two year program. The first year is a focus on learning the foundations of science. Um, And then the second year, they're in the labs, they're really getting that hands on experience and learning about topics within healthcare, such as the pandemic. Uh, that really focus on how to uh, how to manage disease. Uh, it's well received, uh, award winning. Uh, it's now supported uh, by some grant funders who have seen uh, the work that we're doing. Con Edison, thank you very much. Pinkerton Foundation, thank you very much. Um, and 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 we're really looking to expand that opportunity. So uh, the students, the high school students, for, for completing the two years of this MedAchieve program, they get an opportunity to interview with osteopathic medicine, pharmacy, um, the master's program, dentistry, all the Toro Health Sciences programs. Um, if they meet the criteria in the future. So that's their, that's the return on investment, is really an opportunity to interview in the future should they really pursue medicine um, following the completion of the program.
1: Thank you for that. And we'll have to leave that right there because we're going to take a short break and uh, we're going to come right back to talk more about what we do in the community. And uh, but right now, I want to remind you to please go to HarlemAmerica.com. Check out some of the wonderful articles that we have about culture and about empowerment. And uh, we'd love to have you uh, become a regular here uh, in Harlem, America. So we'll be right back with Dean Nadez Dady from Turocom. And uh, don't you go away the home of Glasso smart water is harlem america harlem america the home of coca-cola zero
0: have you ever thought about hosting your own radio podcast to establish fame fortune and followers for your small business people listen to them they subscribe to them and they love them as a small black business owner doesn't that sound like something that you'd like to be a part of well you can when you hire the radio podcast pros at harlem America digital network imagine you'll have a team of creative and technical professionals at your disposal and a one-hour weekly radio podcast to spread the word about your business making your business successful with its own media is not for the faint at heart but it can happen with a harlem America radio podcast talk show get a free consultation by emailing G Keith Alexander at harlemamerica.com or call D Daniels at 4805535 741 today.
1: You're listening to Harlem, America. I love it a lot. For entertainment. Check it out. Check it out. Empowerment and health and wellness. Harlem, America.
0: You're listening to What's Hot Harlem, America with G. Keith Alexander. To reach our show live today, call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, you can send an email to gkeithalexander at parlamAmerica.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Well, thank you so very, very much. Yes, uh, we are here with uh, Dr. Nadezh Dady, Dean of Student Affairs at Turocom, which is uh, directly across the street from the world-famous Apollo Theater, just to give you some context as to, uh, you know, we're we're a hot school, okay? (laughs) (laughs) On what's hot, Harlem America. That's right, cheese and crackers. So uh, we also have our health initiatives where the students go into the community, like during Harlem Week. Uh, which is coming up soon in August, uh, the students go into the community and we uh, treat the residents of the community for, you know, we, we, we have them uh, come up and whatever issues they may have, we, we not only talk to them about it, but we also give them some sort of uh, a, a treatment if, if need be. So t- talk to yeah. us about that.
2: Absolutely. So, a part of our mission is really to expose to students to uh, um, under the underserved communities, and really how to uh, treat uh, folks in the underserved. And the only way that you get to experience that is through exposure. So, the way that we 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 build that exposure is through community service. Um, in a lot of schools, that's called service learning. Uh, but what it really means is you're, you're volunteering uh, your time um, and your activities towards something that really uh, builds the community. Uh, and one of those activities, there are many, metachive is one to teach the high school students is one type of activity the other are the health fairs. So Dr. Camilla Ali, one of our faculty members, heads up our a, it's about two or three times a year we put on a health fair actually across from the campus outside on the plaza the adam clayton bower powell state office building right on the plaza uh, where she organizes the students they table with their student organizations and their white coat so the school is organized by the students interests. so within the years a student can really identify, I'm either interested in pediatrics, OBGYN, mental health. There, there's a variety of specialties that a student can go into. So the student organizations come together and plan activities around that very interest. Well, to follow that path, the health fair, what they do is they table around the student organization interests. So this this the we had one recently, it was about a week ago. It was a beautiful spring day. Uh, they were outside on the plaza. And uh, before setup was even finished, you had members of the community asking, when is it starting? So it really garnered interest to sort of be visible in that way. Um, and it really facilitates the students having those conversations, really talking to them about their blood pressure. Now, they're supervised by a faculty physician member who is licensed, so they're not doing any treatment. They're really just doing sort of the preventive education, uh, really advising and really looking into sort of how they can better facilitate education around key topics. Uh, And blood pressure is... I I was
1: going to say, they do take blood pressure, though correct yeah. so
2: they uh, again supervised um but they uh, the the this is uh and there's there's a list of things that they've done uh besides including some of our other toro health sciences within that fair toro dental participates the pharmacy school participates podiatry uh so it's a, a wonderful really wonderful activity to witness uh both from the interest of the public who are there and like what's going on or what can what can I get more information on Uh, the wellness committee the student wellness group was out there as well uh, talking to them about everything from nutrition to you know exercise activities and yoga Um, so it, it it for the students the investment is really that participation that gives them that pull forward this is what i'm going to be in the future this is how i get to practice my interaction and my communication and sort of history taking and really understanding what are the concerns of people in the community and for those who participate community members you you get information right then and there and really a refocus on a priority on your health. So if you were delayed in getting a blood pressure screening, right there, you know, or it's a reminder, you know what, I need to follow up with my own physician. And there are other conversations that are happening right there that help really support that relationship building and, and really coming together. So I was there um, at our recent fair and, and I was uh, proud of both the show of student collaboration um, as well as the interest and, 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 and really just the way it all came together. So kudos to the entire committee. Uh, for another job well done. We've been doing this for many, many years. The changes this past year was the sort of being outdoors Mm -hmm. um, and and front and center within the plaza. So that was really good to see, really good to participate and support. Um, But, you know, I wanna take this time because I don't wanna forget that we have a very special event coming up um, because students, yep, students always need support. We know that first of all, medical training is an expensive endeavor. um, And we are always trying to increase the amount of scholarships that we have. So I'm proud to, uh, very delighted to announce that we have a fundraiser coming up on May 10th. Uh, and we're going to recognize two very distinct individuals, very uh, prominent individuals within the Harlem community. The first is Dr. Maurice Wright, Um, and they've been our community advisory board members for many years. Dr. Maurice Wright is the chief medical officer for New York City Health and Hospitals. And then the second is Mr. Walter Edwards, the founding partner and chief executive officer of Full Spectrum New York, uh, and they are very deserving of this recognition. Uh, really, sure. really prominent individuals, um, and of course, not but uh, last but not least. Wait, wait wait, is wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. Let me get a drum beat. <laughs> okay, go ahead.
2: We have a very special guest of honor. It's the Honorable Eric Adams, Mayor of New York City. Uh, So we're really looking forward to that because it's an opportunity to talk about our success and really put the students front and center Uh, scholarships are always a need. You know, you think back to any time that you needed that support and and scholarships just they they come in at the right time to give that extra special assistance. So we're always going to um, raise our scholarship fund and increase uh, the opportunities for students to be uplifted in this way. So we need your support we're looking forward to uh, really presenting all of the success, uh, but we, we need to continue to to grow the fund. Uh, the students need it, you know.
1: I I, I for one can really uh, talk about how important uh, a scholarship is. When I got out of the Marine Corps, I got a scholarship to Fordham University at Lincoln Center, and that brought me to new york which uh because of that uh, here i am mm-hmm. so uh you know the scholarship we want our audience to really really put on your calendar may 10th uh and it i believe it starts at uh, six o'clock is it six o'clock
2: i think it's five
1: F- oh, okay but five the o'clock.
2: information can be found on our website um, the name of the event is Heroes Are Made Here, so if you go to torocom.toro.edu, uh, you should be able to find the full details of the event, including uh, the, the opportunity to either place an ad, uh, donate from a sponsorship perspective if you can't make the event. We'd love to have you, though. Please join us, but if, if, if there is a conflict, there is the opportunity to support from that perspective.
1: And it's going to be on our campus, uh, 125th Street, or we, we may even have the, uh, we may use the 124th Street entrance, uh, but all that, inf- all that information will be on the uh, website when you uh, find, but I just want to let you know that we were right, that, that we are right uh, uh, across from the Apollo Theater to give you some context uh, of where we are uh, for the future. And also, uh, while I'm at it, uh, to promote Harlem America Digital Network. We have an interview with uh, Dr. Jeff Gardier we did some months back. You might want to go to uh, our website, harlemamerica.com, check out his amazing journey. And uh, also uh, we did a, an interview a couple of weeks ago with the CEO and president of the Apollo Theater, Ms. Janelle Proko. So that's an amazing interview as well. And uh, so the, um, now going, going forward, I understand that uh, uh, Turo... Uh, we'll also have a new headquarters on 42nd Street uh, coming up next year. So we're expanding, and uh, we can only expand because of the success that that we've had and the success of our students. Uh, and so, keep an eye on on Turocom. Don't don't sleep on us, okay? And if you've got a <laughs> <laughs> if 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 you have a, a child that you're uh, you know grooming for uh, uh, a medical school, you know a lot, a lot of parents tell their kids, hey, when you grow up, you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be a lawyer. You know, the kid, the, you know, the kid uh, has to follow the, 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 the parents is uh, or, or I should say the the uh, suggestion of the parent. But uh, there's a medical school right here in Harlem. So if you want to send your kids uh, or your kid to a, a reputable medical school, we are right here. Check us out. OK, so the Anything Stop. else you'd like to say?
2: Yeah. So I, I wanted to, to mention that, you know, the thing is about medicine, uh, there has to be a passion for it. I know that a lot of parents want their children to go to medical school. But the reality is most educators will tell you that we want really we want someone who wants medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there is, thank God, there is a diversity of skill and interest. Not everyone is going to want to do medicine we understand that but not everyone wants to sing not everyone wants to uh, be an athlete and so for those students where there is a, a, a broader interest in the sciences we're here so if you're a parent and you want them to get a taste think about MetaChief. Uh, but if they are at the age where they're prepared to apply to graduate school go to our website to look at the pre pre, prerequisite, pre pre-medical requirements all medical schools have them. You can also go to the AOA, the American Osteopathic Association, to learn more about osteopathic medicine in general. Uh, But really at the bottom line is work from a place of passion. If, if If your child is really interested in the sciences, don't deter them. There are pathways to get them from point A to point B. But if that is not an interest, that's okay too. Educators all understand this. We, 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 we are sensitive to the fact that parents uh, lean towards a particular way, but what's going to get you towards success is if you have a true desire for what you're working on.
1: Excellent. I, I just wanted to give you a pathway so that you could uh, stress all of that. As we uh, now wind down, we've got a minute. And uh, and I just want to say, Nadege, it has been wonderful having you uh, as my special guest this week. And it's been wonderful to be able to uh, talk directly to the community and let them know uh, what our mission is at Turocom, our graduation coming up on the 2nd and the 24th, and that we have many opportunities for your child to uh, get into medicine. So with that note, uh, I'd like to say thank you once again, Nadej. Thank you. uh, Also, my wonderful Harlem America Digital Network audience for following us every Friday. And uh, I'm G. Keith Alexander. You have a great day and a better one tomorrow. Don't judge your brother or sister too hard. It's going to walk the mile in his or her shoes. And remember, life is tough, but you're tougher. I'll see you next week on What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander.
0: Thanks for listening to What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander. We'll be back next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. in New York on the Voice America Variety Channel and the Harlem America Digital Network. Thank you for listening.